Hello, this is Chris O'Regan, and you're listening to The Sausage Factory. of The Sausage Factory. Welcome! In this episode I chat to Scott Wrencher of North Star Digital Studios about the digital incarnation of their board game, Evolution. Now those of you who know me reasonably well know that I actually quite like board games so I saw an opportunity here to actually talk about video games with a board game sort of tilt to it. Now it is a video game, can't stress that enough. It's on Fable and Nintendo Switch and it's also available on Steam and it's much more of a mere representation or reproduction of the board game original. It's actually almost a whole new game in of itself and it's really well put together. I mean really, really well put together and uh, it was a fascinating discussion between myself and Scott and it's quite interesting that we started talking about the game assuming you, the audience, knew the game. The original board game, that is, and realised, oh, we can't do that because <laughs> clearly most of you maybe don't. Um, so we had to backtrack a little bit, expand on what evolution the board game is. And it does try to model the concept of how the diversity of life on Earth evolved using basically survival uh, of not so much of the fittest because that's not really well understood or very good phrase, but it's more about. Creatures who are most in tune with their environment, they're the ones that actually survive. And that environment could be made up of other creatures, of course, uh, as well as the plants and things that they eat. So it's, it's a fascinating game, really, really entertaining, and one of my favourite board games, actually. It's uh, not particularly complex and fun to play, and they've done a really good job. They being North Star Digital Studios, a wonderful job of... Uh, recreating it in the uh, video game form so without further ado let us listen to me from the past chatting to scott chris if you'd be so kind scott chris who are you and what do you do you bet um my name is scott wrencher i uh, i run the team at north star digital studios uh, I guess that what that what that means is I try to figure out you know what games we're making, what features go in there, and then just how to make that the best experience we can. So you know, you're a that. creative director and producer, the same thing? Would that be best uh, probably more? Yeah, I think. But sounds the product like manager is probably. Yeah. <laughs> I think that sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. I mean. Yeah, because um, I try to focus really heavily on making sure that our games are fun and effortless. You know, I don't ever want the interface. I mean, all all a digital board game is really is an interface. You know, you're playing this interface for this obscure simulation of a tabletop game. So we try to make that illusion effortless as possible. Yeah, where you feel like you're in that world, you're in that that thing and every action is the intuitive action you would expect it to be and it's just you know natural and flows and everything does exactly what you'd expect it to do without being told what to do that's my goal also um you use the what i call the um uh, zen pinball mechanic in that zen pinball which is a fantastic series of games one of my favorite especially on vr it's awesome 
is that okay. it takes it takes okay. pin it takes pinball and then goes well it's a video game isn't it that's no, not it's a pin no 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 and we're not simulating pinball that's boring let's have a spaceship fly across you as you're trying to do the pin oh yeah and this is what you do with um with what we're going to talk about evolution today but uh yeah, North Star. Yeah, that's a good team. way to put it. You know, yeah, you just you add. Yeah, because you're in this medium where you can do weird and wacky stuff, which you can't do in the real world, without undermining the actual experience of playing Evolution. Similarly, Zen Pinball don't undermine their experience of playing <laughs> pinball by having a flying saucer flying across, flying across. <laughs> your face. So you know, and that's no. that's what and that's that's the beauty of it. And we're going to get into that later on in the show. But before we do. Scott, how did you make your start making video games or games? Period. You bet. Um, <laughs> you know, I I, I kind of I call this my midlife crisis job. I uh, <laughs> I was I was a, uh, a corporate corporate slob over at uh, a big Fortune 500 company. Um, and they had recently started. This is right about the time the iPad came out. We'd started up uh, a tablet division. And, you know, I was, I was like the fifth person to go join that tablet division as they started making those. And I started looking at those and like, okay, this is clearly going to take off. You know, this is, um, yeah, this is going to be awesome. I went to a, a mutual friend's wedding with uh, with Dominic, the founder of uh, North Star Games. And, you know, I was telling about this. I'm like, hey, you got to take your board games online because these things are going to take off. This is where the industry's going. And, you know, he looked at me, he's like, I know, I know, you know, yeah, it looks really promising, kind of laughed. And he's like, you do it. And that, I was like, whoa, you know, I, I, I live in Portland. I got this nice job with this big company. I, I don't know if I can do that. But I thought about it and, you know, didn't sleep that night. And I love board games, always love board games and uh, like designing software. I'm like, man, you know what? That really sounds like a dream job. So, you know, went home, had a long conversation with my wife, and we packed up everything and moved across the uh, country from Portland to Washington, D.C. And we went out, we raised some money from some angel investors and got some people that believed in us and uh, hired a team, and away we go. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's – first of all, the, the iPad thing, I remember when they first came out as well, and I was like, why would you want a massive iPhone? I don't – well – why is it? I just, you know, I remember lots of people doing stupid videos and like lots of like, this is dumb. Why would you want to? And now everyone's going, I mean, I know a lot of people replaced their laptop with a tablet because it's like, well, most, most of you use this because yeah. you know, they don't yep. use the computers like you and I, I suspect, use them. But, you know, I have um, siblings who have just replaced their computer with a, with a tablet because that does everything they want it to do. I'm like, oh, yeah. I thought of that. Uh, it, it saves me a lot of effort. Though. There was. Go on. Yeah, totally true. No, totally true. I mean, there was one unfortunate part of that story. You know, this happened uh, originally in 2012. And, you know, it was not too long after the iPad came out. And uh, we were pretty excited about it. Then I uh, I tore my knee just oh. playing soccer, actually, playing the beautiful oh, game. Yeah, <laughs> ripped, ripped my ACL. Um, and... Uh, ended up taking about two years to get it repaired. So I, I didn't want to leave my company and my health insurance until I had that all taken care of. No. So it ended up being a later start than we'd hoped. I think we missed the initial wave of iPad games, you know, and being early there, which uh, which definitely hurt us. But, um, yeah, it's worked out really well. You know, that's yeah. part of the reason that we really focused on making what we, we hope is one of the highest quality and most feature-filled games out there. We wanted to make this kind of a new mark for board what a digital board game could be in terms of all the stuff we could put in there and what we could do with it. Like you said, we, we found this to be a medium we could have a lot of fun with. We could do a lot of things we could never do on tabletop, and so we kind of ran with that. Yeah. So just to be clear, you're just like delving into it. Yes, you had the analog, and that was still initial you know, uh, work, but you were always going to... Um, port these games into a digital format so people can play them on the plane or when we used to fly and play them on, you know, without having all the mess of uh, having yeah. to set up and then put everything away. 
Because man, all can, the bits and all the counting and yeah. there's some, yeah. yeah. Oh. Yep. <laughs> but anyway, there's some uh, there's some counting on the the tabletop yeah. side. It can be a bit tedious with you know <laughs> counting out the food and that kind of thing. I mean, that's yeah. why my sessions of Agricola is way more on digital than it is on analog. Now I never thought I'd see the day, but the tables have tipped because you know <laughs> that game. Whoa. Anyway, so yeah, there's a lot going on. Yes, yeah. Pigs, they don't buy themselves. Anyway. <laughs> um, so, um, okay, well, let's move on to the next question. And this is something I would want you to answer on behalf of North Star rather than okay. personally, I think. Because I think knowing the nature of what you do, no pun intended, um, uh, we can definitely sort of explore this quite a lot. Because uh, I want to know where this all comes from because... The question is this: What do you believe are your biggest influences as creators? That's a good question. Because um, I think, it yeah, could be, you, you know, nature itself. But <laughs> <laughs> you know, definitely that. I think there's two things for the mm. game itself. Yeah. You know, as we really looked at what do we want the game to focus and center around, and you know, talking with Dominic as he developed his game, it was really this kind of eternal theme of change, right? Of the only thing that's constant in life is change. No matter what happens in our lives, whatever we do, you gotta you gotta figure out what's going on and respond to it. Yeah. And we want be- that to be kind of the essence of the game. Yeah, there's three uh, things fuck. certain in life. Yeah. Death, tax, <laughs> death, taxes, and change. There's nothing in purpose. Yeah. Nothing exactly. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, a bit dark on so the So we want to make bit, this yeah. like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All three of them are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go on. So we really wanted to capture that theme of, uh, okay, you know what? There's no dominant strategy here. You know, you might be cranking right along and get yourself a nice little food engine. And all of a sudden, the watering hole runs dry, and you got to figure out, ah, oh, shoot, what do I do? How do I find food now? You know, or you got your all your species out there in a nice herd, and you're like, all right, I'm kicking butt, and all of a sudden, there's a carnivore on the horizon that just yeah. comes and decimates you. Yeah. Or you um, just, yeah. You just, know? yeah. Or you got your carnivore, and all of a sudden your uh, your opponent turtles up and goes into a defensive shell, and your carnivore goes hungry, and you got to figure out what to do. You know, so it's always a kind of a cat and mouse of trying to figure out and stay one step ahead what your opponent and the environment is doing so you can do you can do the opposite when well, you say uh, one really step, like that it's, with evolution i found you need to be at least three or four steps <laughs> <laughs> true come on There's come on this... scott come on you're really downplaying uh, that you know it's three yeah, or four because if you haven't got a projected trend mm-hmm. that's in the up in the upscale at any cost we'll talk about this later then you you know so that's that's really your biggest influence is the modeling of change. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I, I think think so. No, you're right about that, Chris. There's always that. <laughs> there's always this inflection point in the game with new players where you know they start the game like, okay, the game's about taking as much food as I can and eating. So they build this big, big collection of animals to go and just gobble up all the food as fast as they can. They're like, this is easy. I got this. You know, piece yeah. of cake. Yeah, and inevitably, you know, there's that there's that moment of oh shoot, this plan's not working anymore. We're no, either out of not. food, or yeah, my opponent's yeah. got carnivores, and all of a sudden you're yeah. like, okay, we got to retrench. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like you see risk. Yeah, get this. Yeah, not the board game, but it's the concept of risk. Yes, uh-huh. yeah, it's just like. Yeah, you're risking all that, and you and you, you think it's gonna work. You think all of that beautiful thing, and then I actually see that person right opposite you. You've been completely ignoring because you're focused entirely on your own engine. Yeah, he's gonna make your or he or she is gonna make your life a living death. Uh, and exactly. because the, and it's just like look up. My best advice I give to new players of evolution is look up. Anyway. We get into aggressing, uh, which is I'm also getting ahead now, of ourselves. But so just to be, be clear, I, I, you are I will add the one more to that. Yeah, go on. Yeah, change on the board game design on the video game side. Yes, I, yes. I got to give props to probably Hearthstone. We yep. <laughs> we really looked at that as kind of one of the gold standards in terms yep. of the interactions, smoothness yep. of play, the excitement of, of the feedback you got. And our goal here, we we kind of had a saying actually during development. A lot of times we got stuck on it 
design a UI question, you know, it's WWHD. What would Hearthstone do? <laughs> we figured, you know, Blizzard spent millions of dollars on customer research and studying this to get these interactions right. And so a lot of times we looked at, okay, we what we really wanted to do was kind of, we felt like they really raised the bar for collectible card games and what they could be in a digital format. You know, when you go from playing kind of Magic to playing Hearthstone, you realize, okay, how smooth and fast and quick and fun that it made that experience. And we kind of wanted to do the same thing for tabletop. We didn't want to just take the tabletop online and make you kind of grab your pieces and move them around. We wanted to make that experience come alive and be fast, fluid. You know, when you when you make your carnivore in the game, it changes into the carnivore and you see it. And when you make your new species, you know, we originally tried to actually have you evolve your species and try to have the species change. And we realized that was just really too hard. With 17 traits, it was really hard in that small little space to show it so what we did is we had an artist do hand-drawn hand hand-drawn uh sketches of these creatures and what they could look like and when you make a new one that pops up and you can see what it looks like that way you know yeah, so we, yeah. we kind of had some fun with that. it's really clever so again another influence is really the feedback the visual feedback and animation to the player to reward their efforts and also to warn them of what they're about to do or what's about to happen to them. And, and you're right, that's what Hearthstone does. It's it's a visual delight. Mm-hmm. Even when you're getting your ass kicked, it's still great. <laughs> still looks amazing. You know, yeah. it's got to be said that Blizzard, would love, love or love them, they really know how to give that visual flair back to the player. It is flannel, it is nonsensical, but that's, you know, we're just primates, right? We like that. Oh, look, shiny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So those extra uh, little polishing cues are nice. Yeah. It's wonderful to think that, yes, you're absolutely right. You've modeled change, which is what evolution is about. Change, you know, it's a it's a species trying to survive in the environment they're in. That's all evolution ultimately is. I mean, you can talk about all the other mechanics mm-hmm. and, and circle speciation and, you know, all that. There's, 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 there's many thousands of doctorates out there on that very subject, and I am not an expert <laughs> in it at all. But however, you know, we can talk about, you know, all of that stuff. But ultimately, yeah, when it get, it, 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 it's at its core, it is about change and how life evolves and how life changes to uh, to survive against the uh, changing environment over which it has little control, really. Mm-hmm. It's a, bit, it's a bit low, but there it is. And of course, the other thing is the <laughs> fact that the fact that you know you understand, you appreciate that people playing video games have a different mind than they do when they're playing sit down and to play a board game because that's a different environment, a different concept. They're in a different place. They are spending way more time. There's maybe two to three hours when a video game. It could be well half an hour, twenty minutes. So there's there's that kind yeah. of thing. So yeah, that's, that, that, if, that. if that you know yeah, you it's... want yeah we we want to make that that session length really fast and fluid so yeah. you didn't feel like okay I'm committed to sitting down and playing for an hour no. you know no. with an hour game and in the video game you can get through in under ten minutes and you know, also everything takes care of itself yeah. and there is a place for people wanting to play board games online as they did but you know in the real real life and that's tabletop simulator etc etc and if you want to do Mm -hmm. that knock yourself out it's there it exists however it doesn't Mm -hmm. have the same bells and whistles and gloriousness that um, games like hearthstone etc have because hearthstone was based on a world of warcraft ccg i know i played it Mm. it's the same game It's gone mm-hmm. now because it got replaced by Hearthstone. It didn't. It, as soon as they made Hearthstone, they killed off the the analog version. Rightly so, probably because you know it's diverting funds and attention and stuff. But anyway, yep, yep. Next question, and this one's a toughie. So brace mm. yourself. What video game developer do you most admire in the industry and why? Mm. Um, can be a person or a company. Doesn't matter. Yeah. More than one. Good question. Mm. Um, I think I'm gonna. I th- I think I will uh, zero out. It's a little independent developer that made a game called uh, Polytopia. Okay. Um, and it's basically it's a uh, it's a version of Civilization, right. but you know made for mobile and really a quick, fast, fluid game. Uh, instead of being like, you know, kind of a vast expanse with a huge tech trees and detail and everything, what he did was he just simplified that down to the essence of what makes this game fun. 
which is kind of the, the tech tree and the expansion and then the attacking. And it ended up being, I mean, it was a single developer that built the game, made it really clean and clear, but did it in such a way that the whole game, you know, you can play in about half an hour or so, and you get that whole civilization, the, the things that make civilization fun without all the kind of detail and technicalities and stuff. And uh, for, yeah, an individual developer to pull that off, I was, I was super impressed. Yeah, because I've only ever thought Civ Rev as being the ultimate civilization on mobile. I mean, that was on the DS as well and, and mm-hmm. 360. Civ Rev and 1 and 2 are good games. Uh, yeah, they are. They are great uh, games. Yeah. Um, I do like Civ 6, and I'm actually just starting a new session of Stellaris because, you know, <laughs> it's cold, long nights <laughs> and stuff. And, yeah, uh, you got you, you got all all winter coming. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking. You know what? What 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 better way than to to create a vast empire of AI robots that are out to kill everything? Which is exactly what I've made. It's hilarious. They don't want diplomacy. They just want you dead. It's just like nice, like, nice. Your, 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 your drone, merciless yeah. army. Yeah, they basically they treat everything as meat bags, and they just <laughs> it's like <laughs> we have no interest in food. Why? Because we don't eat. Anyway, um, oh, so it's yeah, but. Um, I will look out for that. I will definitely look out yeah. for that. Yeah, it's it's for... a fun one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good shout. Okay, um, next question, and it's the last question of the first half. So you made it. See, well done, Scott. All right, all right. Is um, what are you playing right now? Um. Well, you know that's a that's a good question. Um, I actually in playing are. <laughs> I, I tend to spend most of my time, unfortunately, playing our games. Um, ah. You know, company man. Yeah, that's that's my uh, work and play is when I have time. And to be honest, they're still my favorite games. I, you know, I don't know how much of that is a, uh, a captive opinion or not. Yeah, but even knows. when I have free time, I still yeah. tend to play. So our, our new one we just came out with is called Oceans. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, I know I've been it well. It a ton lately because i i haven't played it that much i haven't got a whole lot of playthroughs previous to we just released the digital version of it Mm. and so this has allowed me to play it a ton and start to really figure out we put it uh some a new concept in there called the deep it's like these 100 extra cards so it's kind of similar to evolution that has like the core set in the surface but a little different rules and mechanisms there going on than in, in evolution and then we add in all these extra cards that come in about halfway through the game so it really mixes it up, and they're they're kind of like overpowered uh, cards that come in, and they're like, whoa, holy crap, is that really balanced? But then you realize it is pretty well asymmetrically balanced. Everything that sounds pretty impressive actually has a pretty good counter to it. So that's been pretty fun trying to get my hands around that and uh, figure out those those cards as well as it's helping us inform the uh, the AI development and make that one you know make it stronger and in, in the ways that we need to make it stronger. So that's been uh, <laughs> definitely my obsession both day and night lately. <laughs> it's wow. been, I'm not sure if I've crossed the boundary between work and play and obsession, but uh, it's definitely no, it's been fine. I'm fine. I mean, my time. Uh, I mean, you know, <laughs> uh, I, the game I still play to this day, and everyone's going to take a drink now because I'm going to say it. It's threes. Still play threes because it's, mm. it's awesome. Mm-hmm. You see, you, you can hear it. Yeah, mm-hmm. you, you've, you've played it. You, of course you have. Because <laughs> people think yep. it's a maths game. No, 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 it's not. It's it's all about how to destroy ones and twos because they're evil. <laughs> but um, yeah, they're, 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 they're just bad. But no, uh, what I love about oceans. Yeah, you're right. It's a, it really does a great job of modelling the concept of well, what happens when you have creatures that are under tens uh, tens of miles of water. And they're under deep pressure. And it's pitch, almost pitch black, almost, mm-hmm. but not quite. Mm-hmm. What, what, what creatures are going to get down there? Weird stuff. Mm-hmm. That's what you're going to get. <laughs> Where you know, it's you, l- yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's let us kind of push the boundaries of science a little bit because, of course. Of course. yeah, with evolution, we tried to stay really in a science-based theme and yeah. same for like the surface and oceans. And in deep, it let us kind of push to, well, this could be, you know, these things could exist. You don't know that they don't, you yeah. know, who knows what's down there in the, in the depths. So we could have a little more fun in some of the powers and the creatures and the traits that we came up with for that. Exactly. So there's a board game called uh, The Refuge, 
and they've just released one called Terror from the Deep. There's a relevance to this because that features mm-hmm. a massive kraken, basically. It's a massive octopus. It's mm-hmm. a kraken. You and I, it's mm-hmm. a kraken. Someone's on, someone did the mm-hmm. stupid thing and said, unleashed a kraken and thought it was funny. No, you've actually done it now. Look, there it is, right? So, um, and uh, I actually spent uh, a few days sort of painting the models because it came with this big, bright red blob of plastic. And Scott, I couldn't do it. I couldn't say, I can't, can't play with this. It's a red thing. It's rubbish. You are a true board gamer. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I painted it. And it was like, cool because it made, you know, it, it looks better. And it's and so, but yeah, it's the, the idea that, yes, eventually you can actually skirt around the concept of ultimately oh look we've just is that a kraken no it's just a really really big squid yep yep giant squid <laughs> it's just giant, giant, squid. giant, giant, <laughs> giant squid it's the size of a tanker yeah <laughs> <laughs> what oh, of shit. it <laughs> what's it gonna do hug oh. you it's going to hug you that's what it's gonna do only only a true board gamer would yeah take that time to take somebody else's product and sit down and spend a couple of days making it just right so they just can play right. it, you know? Just right. Yep. Because I love that. Honestly, painting figures. I did it with Nemesis, I did it with a whole bunch of games, board games, all, all board games. And it just makes it a bit more pleasant experience because you can say, Where am I? Well you you're like the the dude in your little card. Oh, I'm there. Yeah. Cause you can see where you are because I painted it the same as the dude on the card. It makes sense. So, yep, yep. Yeah. Amazing how much the visuals play into it. You know, yeah, both video it's... games and tabletop games. So you yeah. got to envision it. You got to visualize it, and that makes such a difference. It totally does. But when, yeah. when an alien looks like a freaking alien, like I'm gonna die. Yes, 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 you are. <laughs> <laughs> so nope. anyway well uh okay well let's move on to the second half scott where we shall delve deep pun intended uh into evolution So, first question, and this is something that I do impress upon all my guests. If we're going to talk authoritatively about something, we need to know what it is. Now, I will ask you, in your own words, good luck with this one, because I'm not sure you're going to pull this off. But, you know, I'm sure you can knock yourself out, mate. But what do you believe is evolution, the ball game, and the video game, maybe? You bet. Um, I think, I think evolution video game is essentially yeah we we've worked really hard what we wanted this to be is a way to 
bring video games to a wider audience. I mean, bring board games to a wider audience. Bring the experience of board games and the strategy and tactics. Our our presumption going into this was board games are awesome. We love board games, you know, and video games are awesome too. You know, you got your, yeah, your Halos and Call of Duties, that's fun. But we really wanted to have a really high quality strategy experience and that tattoo experience on a, uh, in a video game. And so that was our goal was to, okay. But, you know, everybody we talked to is like, hey, you know what? Digital board games are clunky. They're slow. They take forever. You know, only people that already know the rules can play them. And we don't want to have anything to do with it. And so we're like, all right, you know what? We're going to make this thing as good as a video game to get into. We're going to make it effortless. You can just start playing right away. You don't have to go through the rules and the you know, whole PDF of the, the rules to flip through. We're going to make a campaign that you go through and you play different opponents. You kind of learn different styles of play to get good enough so you feel like you can play online so you don't feel like going online you're going to get killed, you know. And we're going to put in like challenges to force you to play different ways and give you something new to do every week. And then, you know, we're like, okay, we need something to work for too, you know, so we'll put in achievements and we're going to put in progression and you can get new avatars and you can unlock these new sketches in the game and always have something to be working towards and building up. We wanted to, like, to cram all this stuff in there to really make it, make it easy and fun for people to get into the game and stay hooked and, and build in the game. So I think that is what Evolution Digital is, is it's really it's bringing that tabletop experience to, to video game players. So any video game player will sit down and play it and not even know it's a tabletop game. Not even realize they're playing it because hopefully that experience is effortless enough. You just start playing, you get right into it. And you're like, wow, this is some, this is a really cool strategy. You know, there's, there's not too many video games out there with this level of depth and interaction. Um, yeah. Without uh, even and also you're playing. Take, taking it at a higher level or another place is, um, mm. Evolution is really about you nurturing a species that you make up based on the cards being dealt to you and the food available or not, <laughs> as the case may be, around a little watering hole somewhere in probably Africa. I always assume that because <laughs> reasons. And um, uh, and uh, in this little watering hole and food will pop up in that watering hole and you are trying to nurture that based on basically three attributes. There's traits, population, and size. Uh, size of the mm -hmm. creature, not population size. Um, and they're the, the three cornerstones around which each species is anchored around. And these traits are hugely important, but also very expensive. Because if you declare one, then they no longer contribute to the population or indeed the size of the creature they're just a thing that they do and you've got to measure that and this really for me evolution's always been about it's a beautiful simple model of risk reward now you may think well that's a bit off chris you know come on there's more to this game than that there is but when it when it comes down to it it's breaking stuffing down into its component parts is what the sausage factory is about this is what evolution if you want to a model or a lesson on how to create or represent the concept of risk and reward and how that and how others other players can influence how you then uh, react to the changes that occur then evolution is what, what it's all about it's one of the many games uh, that uh, uh, sorry one of the few games that really gets it right it gets that because there, there are many games that you've suddenly realized that someone's built an engine which is more or less impenetrable and uh, there's nothing you can mm -hmm. do to influence it and they, you can't change it I'm looking at you Dominion so, <laughs> so you know um, and, ooh, ooh. Yeah, oh no blow but the point is it's four people playing solitaire i mean what gives but the point is evolution is about interaction because you're having to share the same resource and that resource is the food and that's 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 something that's very important about evolution is that totally everyone true. has a shared collective resource. Mm. You don't make it yourself. Everyone makes that resource. Mm. Or they what's lovely about it is that you can manipulate how much that resource is going to be available. Because one of the key rounds is or key phases in a round is, well, I'm going to just you know, remove a card from my pack. Uh, I'm not gonna be playing it. I'm not gonna, I mean, it's, it's an awesome card, but it's got seven food. And I've got a lot of 
herbivores in front in front of me. And I've got to do something. I've got to manipulate the numbers somehow. Now, I can't assume the person over there, I can't assume Alan's going to give me, you know, because he's got two carnivores, for heaven's sake. He's not going to put anything down. You know, it's just, or he may do to actually, because he needs things to eat in order to, et cetera, et cetera. You know, as things become extinct, he's got nothing to eat. So, (laughs) so, you know, it's just that, that wonderful concept of there's a shared like collective, like well, we want to eat the most food, but I want you don't want you to eat most eat most food, and that that lovely balance. So that's what ultimately what evolution is. Everyone, it's a game of you trying to predict what you can, how you can react to what's about to be delivered to you, uh, in the most uh, beneficial way to you. And you think you think you've got the maths, you think you've got the model pretty down, but in fact you really don't. Because other people, basically. <laughs> That's very true. Chris, that was very well well put, very eloquently said. Much better than I said it. I'm tapping out. Yeah, that's you, cool. You got this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I think that's. I think you captured it really well there. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. People need to know. Because a, a, lot, a lot of listeners will have never mm-hmm. heard of the game. It's got to be said because they're just playing video games. And I say just, there's nothing wrong with that. They may have never heard of evolution, so I just felt it would be important to explain how it worked, and I thought that was... Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, the core of the game, yeah, you you got your creature there, you got your little species, and you guys just keep him alive. you got to figure out how is he going to eat, what traits does he need, either eat more food or eat outside the water and hole and to prosper, and then then you've got to deal with your opponent trying to do the same thing and counter your plans. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if there's one word that uh, I can sum up evolution is hubris. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh boy. Man of times. Man of times. You get some players got a massive Cheshire grin on like, what? I'm going to wipe that off in a second. You, have to, you don't know what's in my hand. I'm about to. I'm about to make your 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 Sunday afternoon decidedly awful. Never mind. Oh, that last round. You got to say that for the last oh, round. I the game is weighted. Yeah. I know. The game is weighted. So that last round is worth more than any other. So, yeah. it, you know, so many times I've seen that where, you know, yeah, I think I'm ahead of the thing. I got this thing wrapped up or somebody yeah. else does. And yeah. then that last round, you're like, yeah. wait a minute. Wait a minute. How did you win? <laughs> well, so first, first, <laughs> design, yeah, first design question <laughs> to you is then, the key to evolution has always been projecting the likely food resource on, on the board or the play mm-hmm. area, and mm-hmm. uh, your species of plural, not just one. You start with one, but you, you can grow to many if you're wise, and you've got to do that soon. Anyway, uh, to your species, opportunity consume most of it. Okay, that's what you're trying to do. You're trying to consume most of it. Yes, there are other points to gain from having a large, a larger body size and larger population. You do get points for that. But the the lion's share of the points, typically, you're going to throw something at me, but typically is going to be in a consumption of food. Okay? Mm-hmm, definitely. How have you found designing the game, or designing the tutorial, or the, 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 the aspect of, of evolution, how have you found communicating that to the player? What 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 have you what have you done mm-hmm. to make sure that the you players bet. understand this? You know, one thing that we we quickly realized is with new players, you know, like you mentioned, we, you have the opportunity to influence the food, and so new players tended to always kind of come from the perspective of, well, more food must be better then, because then there's more food for me to eat, and so they tend to put a lot of food out there. And have a lot of food available. And one thing we wanted to kind of show players is it's not really a matter of how much food you eat. It's a matter of how well you set your species up relative to your opponent. So a lot of times you actually want to want to put less food or even starve yourself. If you know your opponent starts to get this big, massive food eating machine, it's all right if you put zero food out there. And maybe you lose one or two species, but if it wipes him out, you know, then you're, you're like, okay, that, that's not a bad strategy. That makes sense. And so we did a lot of work in that campaign to kind of show some of the different strategies you can use at the more advanced level mm. to manipulate the food and make sure you're set up a little bit better than your, your opponent for when that happens and what you can do there. And that, that took a little bit of uh, a lot of testing and watching how people respond and figuring out different techniques and stuff to help kind of get that concept across. Brilliant. That's the word I was waiting for is testing. 
The only way you're going to yeah. do it, my friend. You could you could be the most. You're, I mean, you're probably too close to coalface, though, weren't you? Really, quite frankly, to actually go. Well, it's, it's obvious, <laughs> isn't it? No, no, it's not. Yeah. Seriously, it's not. It's, we, we, it's obvious. Look, the maths just speak for themselves. That's because you've been playing this for the past. Oh yeah. yeah. You know, you got the spreadsheet in your head. It's in your head. It's nothing. Yeah. Head, so that was definitely one thing I found, like with you know the new player experience. Yeah. Is once somebody plays once, they're ruined for life. You get one shot at it. Yeah. Because now they right. know. Now they're the same as you. Now they understand what's going on. And that new player experience of what the heck is going on? What does this mean? I don't know what I should be doing. You know that confusion and that yeah. frustrated state is. You've got to really hone in on that, and it's easy as a developer to say, "Oh, you're stupid. You just don't get it here. Let me let me jump in and teach you." Yeah. And you got to sit there and just bite your tongue till it bleeds mm. while you watch somebody struggle and frustration and what they need to do to really yeah. understand those those pain points, so you can go back in and figure out how do you make that effortless? How do you change that? How do you make it so that the UI and the graphics and all the cues on screen signal yes. exactly what they need to do without having to spell it out? Because you exactly. can't be there and tell them what to do. No, you mm-hmm. can't. You can't be there. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, when you, I've played some very deep strategy games, there's a game called Churchill, which is a board game. It came out in 2015. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, one of the factions I was playing, I was playing the Americans. Um, and the whole point of the, that faction is that they cause they disrupt everything. They're just constantly disrupting everything because they're playing. They're playing <laughs> Russia and Britain. Yeah. yeah, they're playing Russia and oh, Britain off off each other. That was the whole. That's what they did. You know, that's what happened. Uh, Interesting. And, yeah, and it's just like, like so. Yeah. I, and one 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 player sort of because I was reacting all the time. Okay, strategy games you don't react. You don't react. It's the last thing you do. But this particular faction was built around that whole concept of just reacting imagine that scott just constantly reacting and something you should never do in evolution either don't react to something you should we, we predicted something already happening so but the reason i was doing that was i was like well this is what it's built it's built around the action of reaction that's what everything every card i have every ability i have is about reacting to what's presented to me i'm not actually making the world you're making it i'm just reacting to it and he, he, at one point, he mumbled up at his breath, it's like playing with a madman. I said, I know, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, this is the thing about evolution. When people first play evolution, they try to see uh, first for the first time. They will try to see the model. And some very clever people can latch onto it because you and I both played against people who have a brain that latches onto patterns really, really quickly. And then they they glom onto it, and then they can predict. But a lot of people, most you know, mortals, um, are actually you know not that great at it. And what what happens is that they are reacting to what's going on. And that's what I've found with your tutorial. And what the, the 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 you respect that, whether consciously or not, you respect that video game players are more reactive than they are to do long-term predictive actions and you have to nurture mm-hmm. their brain and actually say video games are awesome and i know you're reactive and that's how things are but actually i want you to embrace the concept of the long game of an action that seemingly looks utterly stupid but it turns out was the best thing you could have done because it's going to bear fruit for your four turns down the line and that's something mm-hmm. that i've found that tutorial does an excellent job of so i have to congratulate you and your team and doing that because that's a really hard thing to communicate. And that's the, what I was trying to explain in this question. And yeah. Well so. said, Chris. Yeah, that's absolutely, absolutely true. It's a little bit different mindset and it's a little bit helping people get into that world enough to understand, okay, now, now I get it. I kind of, I get the system. I see, I can see all the moving parts and now I, yeah. I really want it. Yeah. Now I want to get better at it. And that's the key mm-hmm. is getting better at that. Um, in fact, MOBA players like you know Dota and League of Legends, they they get that too because they're in there for forty five yeah. minutes, you know, mm-hmm. and they're on the losing side. What can I learn from this? Well, don't do this again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Second question: the cards, which are the core engine of evolution, that's the card, that, that massive deck of cards, which you think is massive, in fact, isn't. Of <laughs> <laughs> um, the design of them is very elegant much like the rest of the game is that they're quite sparse the you know the 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 layout of the cards isn't you know isn't particularly complex mm-hmm. they're not very dense 
Okay, so so there's quite sparse information, a lot of iconography going on. Did you find that because of this, this made it quite easy to translate into digital form? Um, to a degree, yes. But okay. one thing we wanted to really do was make sure, like, you didn't feel like you were playing a spreadsheet, you know? We didn't want just a bunch of numbers there and iconography. We wanted to make sure it was obvious what the iconography meant and and what it represented. And so we spent a lot of time on trying to convert that to digital form and make it like that the core little your your core player there, your creature, what we call our species badge there, you know, where it shows your little creature and it shows its population and its body size. I actually went through and counted. We ended up doing 67 revisions, 67 different versions of that wow. <laughs> to get to. Uh, we spent an enormous amount of time because it's such a core part of the game to figure out, okay, you know, how do I, how do I play my cards onto that creature? And then what does that creature represent? How does it move? Um, what are the, you know, how do we show the traits on that creature and how we show its population and how do we, how do we move the cards to that population? And those kind of things. We want it to be like visually pleasing so you could just look at it and like, oh, that looks really cool. You know, the over the shoulder appeal. But we also needed, there was a critical, tons of critical information we had to get across without making it overwhelming on people. So yeah, we ended up kind of spending an enormous amount of time getting that dialed in. Excellent. Good. I, didn't, I mean, it's, uh, I thought you good from a really good foundation because the information on the cards, yes, there is some text, but once you, once you know the pictures, I found that oh, it's it's a climber. Okay, right. You know, you don't even read. It. You go, oh yeah, I know. Yeah, it's a long neck. Okay, right, great. I can do. Yeah, uh, I don't even have to think about it. Yes, it's expert. But eventually, when you play it so often, you stop looking at the all of the card. You only look at the card, the the iconography on it. Like oh, it's a it's a long neck with seven food. Oh, do you want to keep that? I don't know. <laughs> so. Um, my next question is something we've hinted at earlier. and um, The key to evolution, and it's very easy to do with evolution, and many games like it, but um, uh, uh, but uh, is you get too focused on your, your own plot, your own little corner of the board, your own little engine. Ex- ex- exclusion, not really understanding that the person to the left and right of you have both got carnivores. And like, How'd that happen? Did you, did you pick that up? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember you doing that. Yeah, because you weren't paying attention. Now, uh-huh. the thing about, you know, board games is you can just get up and look or just peek at someone and, you know, look at all their publicly known information. But with a video game, that can be tricky because, you know, you want to give them a good real estate area so they can, they've got space to move and they can read everything. So what uh-huh. have you done to... What have you done in the design of Evolution, the digital version, to actually encourage people to understand and give them as easy as they can to actually go and have a look what other people are doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, one one kind of nice thing about video games is it makes it really easy to enforce the rules. You can't cheat. You can't play wrong if you want nope. to. You know, In a tabletop yeah. game, we spend a lot of time just clarifying the rules to make mm. sure people aren't playing it the wrong way. Like, for example, one thing we did in our multiplayer games to speed them up and kind of make it more fun is you can take your, everybody can take their turn at the same time. You can take your turn out of turn before the play gets to you. And, you know, on the tabletop game, that's kind of a problem because somebody sees you over there increasing your body size on your species. And yeah, yeah. Like, Ooh, that looks very suspicious. You make a mm. carnivore over there, you know. Yeah. Whereas online, you know, you can take that turn and we just don't show them to the those players until it's your it's your turn in the turn order. Yeah. So it can make yeah. you, you can make the angle a lot faster. Your turn can happen first and then it comes around to you and we reveal it and, um, you know, everything. Yeah. It works out fine. So we were able to kind of do some tricks like that to speed up the gameplay and make it work a little better on digital mm-hmm. without ruining the game and the flow and necessarily showing everybody what's going on. And how about actually seeing what they're doing? How have you, what have you done to design it to ensure, players can see what other people are doing while they're making their turn. 
You bet. So we definitely wanted that sense of you're playing with somebody real time. So we wanted to show them playing those cards. Right. So we, you know, we animate them, put in the card, the card locks in place face down. Hmm. You see anytime they move, move anything and, you know, they're looking through their cards, even you can see them rippling through their cards. So we wanted to give that sense you're playing there with a person and, uh, you know, your opponent hasn't just left the room or whatever. So we tried to animate all of those actions. Now on the the traits themselves, once they what we did, there's there's 17 traits in the game, and we thought, well, we don't want the you know these big cards all on the screen just wouldn't fit. There's not enough real estate, so we made icons of all the cards that shrink down and pop into place on these animals. And after a little while, you know you you learn what those are pretty quickly and you understand them. But anytime you want, you can uh, you can just you know just navigate over to that species and then those traits will pop out so you can see what they look like. But you can always go look at them as you're learning the game or if you uh, have already kind of figured it out, then then you can uh, you can just see them, at, you know, at a, uh, at a glance. And a click, a, a quick click of the joystick will just zoom in and you can see them a little closer that way too. Yeah. So we, yeah, we tried a couple different things to make it so newer players had the information they needed but for experienced players they could have all the information on screen at one time and just uh and just go yeah you know and yeah. that that is really i think one of the most beautiful mechanics of the game is you get some of that fun of like collectible card games we have all these cards that have these cool powers and abilities but you don't have this infinite universe that you need to learn um you know, it's a, it's a finite set of cards, but for people that come from that world, they're like, well, how interesting could that be? There's only 17 cards. What's different about evolution is you combine those and the way they combine is, is almost infinite. And every single time they combine, it has a different, we learn this as we program the AI. Oh my gosh, what a nightmare because there's, there's so many things, you know, fat tissue. It's a great, it's a great trait for a big creature, and it's a good trait for a carnivore. It also pairs really well with a burrowing. You know, when you put a burrowing there, your your fat burrow can store up food for the winter and then go hide underground, and nobody can attack them. And there's so many synergies like that you got to take into account and think through. So it, it's one of those games that first blush, it, it's like, okay, I get it. This looks pretty simple, and then you start to realize the uh, the layers as you kind of get into it and and peel it back of, of how much is going on in terms of those combinations well, to respond to it. So. Someone pointed this out to me many, many moons ago now and he's sort of exasperated when I was explaining this. It's, like, it's just amazing how cards like Magic the Gathering or something like that, or cards, or playing cards generally, they're just, like you said, there's only 52 of them and there's like four suits and they've all got X amount of cards, 13 cards. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, how complicated can that be? Well, phenomenally, actually. It's um, it's it's programming. That's the, this person sort of bellowed at me. It's programming. It's all it is. It's one thing, and the and then you place another thing down, and based on what the other thing is, that interacts with that thing, <laughs> and that mm-hmm. creates an if and or you know, Boolean logic thing, and off you go. It, it suddenly expands mm-hmm. out and becomes much much more complicated very quickly. Than you would possibly realize. It's like you know, the grain of rice on a chessboard. You start with one, and then the next one is two, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you've got an absolute mountain at the end, at the other end of the chessboard. Yeah, you know, it's, it's totally just true. that's exactly <laughs> what what uh, evolution does. But it adds. Not only do you have the cards as well, that's fine. But on, not only that, but the other cards can destroy other cards, and also. The other cards can manipulate the other cards to make them into something greater. And finally, you have this shared resource. I've already mentioned it already, but I'm going to reiterate it. This shared resource, which the amount of which is dictated to by the players around the table, or indeed by the game itself. They're dictated yeah. to by the players. They're the ones that set the resources. You can bitch and moan all you like about how little food there is, but ultimately, whose fault is that? <laughs> yep. So you know, uh, it's it's that's 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 the key to evolution and the fact that you know um, you're going back to uh, the, the publicly known information. You're right. The iconography is very important. The fact that uh, I've inwardly sort of like I can see cards. I don't even look at the, read the cards anymore. All I read is the number and uh, for the food and the and the and the pit and the main picture because that tells me all I need to know because I played the game so often. 
and that's fine. And you rely on that, and you've you've exploited that by you know that's how people read the cards when they've played it multiple times. They they see that, and you've put that in the iconography for the other players around the table, and it's great because you can look at it at a glance. You know, oh, what? now they've got a carnival, or oh, they've got burrowing. I didn't see that come out before. Was it? I was gonna. Oh. <laughs> You know, because <laughs> uh-huh. you only know there's only so number of so many of those cards in there as well. So it's it's fascinating. Yeah. Last yeah, question. No, totally. Last question, Scott. And this 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 one I want to get back to because we want to talk about the video game experience that you've delivered uh-huh. based on an extraordinary board game, which is what Evolution is. And you've exploited the fact it's a video game, and you can now deliver a single player, you know, experience with evolution mm-hmm. now granted yes there are single player versions of board games we all know we've played scythe i know i know and and that, and that, that, that exists as a single player experience um and that exists but it doesn't really exist for evolution so you've exploited the fact that you can play against uh ai opponents which you've already whacked lyrical about difficult to make but talk to us about how you designed the campaign the idea of actually making a campaign so you're playing multiple sessions of evolution that are modified in slightly different and some of the cards on the, the number of rounds is reduced to ease the player into the experience and also reward the player or more experienced players as they get further and further up the tree not up the tree but uh, further along in the campaign can you talk us through how you design a campaign please yeah you bet um yeah that was yeah that was the subject of of heated intense discussions and it's amazing how passionate people get about game design everybody you know yeah this is obviously this is the reason we're all in this and we're all so excited about doing this you know so everybody brought lava to the table we want this to kind of be different than other other board games have done so we had two goals two design goals for the campaign one was you know we talked to a lot of people about we wanted to make evolution really a social game and multiplayer first and have a big healthy online community. And we talked to people about, Hey, how come you don't play board games online? You know, what's your hesitation? And the number one answer we got for sure was people were intimidated. Like I just don't, you know, all those guys know the game really well and I don't feel comfortable playing there. I don't, I haven't gotten into the game enough. And so one of our design goals, the campaign was, was really a training ground to play lots of different opponents and learn lots of different styles and strategies so that by the time you got through the end of it, you're like, I know this game inside and out. I, I have a good toolkit of different strategies I can use in different paths. I can go, you know, if my opponent's going this route, I'll go that route. And we wanted to give players that so they felt comfortable enough to be able to play, play at a, a pretty high level online. Um, the other thing we want to do is just make, uh, you know, make it kind of an exciting voyage of discovery. Evolution's about... It's about discovering new creatures and and traits. And so we wanted to add new gameplay as you went. And so we put in this concept of, um, we call them the apex species. And they're like masters of, of certain strategies. And so as you're going through, you meet these masters of a, you know, you come to the desert and there's the, the scavenger there who's really good at, at putting out negative, you know, surviving without any food. And you're like, holy crap. You know, you, you play them the first time and you know, all your species die out because there's just no food out there, period. And you got to figure out, okay, how do I respond to that? How do, how, do, how do I survive in this environment? And then you go into the rainforest, you know, it's really lush. And there you see species that come and just gobble up all the food really quickly. And, uh, okay, you know, how do you counter that? What's going to be your strategy? And so we wanted, to, we wanted to both help players figure out these different strategies and just give them some new gameplay and some the experience of, okay, you know, this completely changes the way I have to play to play this guy. We want that experience the first time you're playing to be, holy crap, this is unbeatable. I'm screwed. And then you quickly realize, all right, I just got to go a different direction and I can I can uh, adjust and actually figure out how to how to play against them. And then after you beat that opponent, you then capture him and he comes to like your, your single player main menu so you can replay him anytime you want. And so you, you kind of unlock these other opponents as you go through the campaign. It's brilliant. It's, it's just, uh, I couldn't think of a better way of communicating how one reacts to or predicts or alters their strategy. That's a better way of saying it, uh, in order to be successful. And uh, I've got to say, it tripped me up a fair few times. I'm going to say, I thought, I got to know this. I'm a pretty experienced evolution player. Like, wait, no, no, you're not supposed to do that. 
That was me. That you could have you were howling with laughter, me yelling at the screen, going, "You're not supposed to do it." It was a perfectly legal move. It was perfectly legal, Scott. It was just like, "No, you're not." I'm meant Hold to stare on. you what down. Are you what are you doing? It's not. I yeah. meant to. I manipulate. No, miserable. And uh, it's just wonderful that you know all of my all my best laid plans. Oh dear. But, uh, oh, that's music to my ears, Chris. Music to <laughs> <in> my ears. <laughs> All that, my, my, my normal strategy is just like, what? <laughs> just that, that, is, that doesn't help you, does it? It did. <laughs> so, uh, no, well done. Well done. So, Evolution Digital Game, as I've called written in here, it's a digital version of Evolution. It's been developed and published by North Star Digital Studios. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to ask, where's the name come from, North Star? What's the relevance? Oh, uh, so Dominic, when he started the company, he was a fisherman up in Alaska. He was on a fishing boat. Right. And Yeah, and the story is, you know, on dark, stormy night, he was, uh, the boat was taken on water, and uh, he claims this true story. Yeah, that uh, it was actually, it was getting pretty rough, and uh, their navigation went out, the electronics all got fried, and so he had to navigate home by the North Star. He went out, you know, figure out where they were located, where they were at, and he was able to navigate home by the North Star. And he said on that night, he promised himself, all right, we make it out of this, I'm going to do what I want to do, which is start a board game company. And so then he, uh, he came, yeah, he came back to business school, he and I met there, he started up this company, who was, yeah, great character, you know, coming to business school and like i'm gonna i'm gonna a board game company and the rest of us were like that's a thing you can do that you know <laughs> yes yes it is well, I yeah, it was just it was... you know hasbro it, no it's not but <laughs> no, no, like monopoly, you know that's all yeah exactly it's, yeah it's yep. all, yeah and then you go no there's that's all, not even a very good game anyway it's not is it uh <laughs> it's not it's objectively about anyway um let's not rant about that but yes, um, the the platforms the platforms it's on. Um, I've got this wrong before. So do you want to do you want to fire it off? I've got Windows PC, uh, Android, iOS, and Nintendo Switch. Is that right? That is all right. Yeah, I mean, our big news we're announcing today is it's now on Nintendo Switch. Yeah. Um, yep. This is a first where we actually we completely rebuilt the game for this. Mm. We wanted to make it so you know the controller was was built in and everything. You know, has a hotkey link to it, and you can play. It's it's definitely the fastest version of the game in terms of how quickly you can play that way. And then we added a ton of new stuff for the Switch launch, too. We added in uh, a lot of new features. We added in, uh, you know, pass and play, some challenges, uh, new multiplayer system. And then we've also, for the Switch launch right now, we added in five new cards. Uh, We call it a promo pack, the Evolutionary Arms Race. Are they foiled? Yeah, we're... (laughs) (laughs) They're not foiled, but they're they're fun cards. They're some of my favorite. There's, There's one called Last Stand. Uh, and, and testing, we called it, uh, yeah, badass mofo, because it's just, you know the badger sitting there. And oh, you yeah. attack him, he swipes you back and takes away two two population off the carnivore. So it's a nice little like revenge, yeah. revenge of the prey species. So yeah, we're doing that. Is it's a free giveaway for anybody that, that buys uh, within 30 days after launch, right now. So that'll be through the end of the year. Um, and uh, yeah, it's. Uh, it's, it's kind of cool. So we, we've tried to add a lot of new content in there and give a, a new experience for some of our players that already played the game before. Yeah. Well, it's, Scott, it's been wonderful having you on the show. Thank you very, very much. You've been a great guest. That was a fun conversation, Chris. Yeah, yeah. really appreciate it. And, it's nice uh, to be able to get into some of these uh, these intricacies of the journey. Yeah. It's been a long time getting this thing out. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, more than welcome to come back and chat about anything new you've got on the horizon. And uh, we'll have this discussion again, only about that this time. Sounds <laughs> fantastic. There's a rumor that we're working on climate next. Well, who so knows? Who knows? Yeah. 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 That's well, another one. Uh, but in the meantime, thanks very much, Scott. Fantastic. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate it. You have been listening to the Sausage Factory podcast, part of the Cane and Rinse Collective. Support us for just two US dollars per month at patreon.com forward slash cane and rinse for early extended and exclusive podcasts find us on twitter facebook instagram twitch youtube and at our website cane and rinse.com.